Welcome, welcome, episode 10. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you remember to tip your waitress. The Bobby Kudo Show. Girls, girls, girls. Guys, 1987 on this one. 1987. 32 years ago. Uh, uh, listen, this is a... Hey, kids. Earmuffs. Earmuffs, kids. Guys, if this doesn't remind you of some good times with some good friends... We had a tradition. If it was your birthday, you were going to the titty bar. We'd go, you know, we wouldn't make it a habit. You know, it was, uh, we were in our 20s, guys. It was a different world. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Episode 10, (laughs) the Bobby Kudo Show. So excited to be here again behind the mic. It's been a couple of days couple of days I will tell you guys um, before I get into my uh, my little story um, we've done some upgrades we have gone the way of the Apple I figure if I'm gonna get serious about this this podcasting thing it's time to make a little investment in some equipment uh, got rid of the uh, antiquated Windows equipment and upgraded to Apple I'm still using Audacity though. I enjoy it. I like it. It's easy. I might dabble with GarageBand, but uh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. So let me tell you, I um, this song brings back some uh, some really great memories. We, we you know, we were never. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've never been very good at. Um, I'm not a good gift giver. I'm not. I'm just. I. I just not. I mean, we grew up. We didn't have a lot of. We didn't have a lot of stuff, but. Uh, you know, uh, special occasions. I, you know, we really didn't celebrate birthdays. Birthdays really weren't a big deal, and uh, uh, the holidays kind of came and went. And uh, it always seemed like it was somewhat of a financial struggle. You know, and uh, um, yeah, not to be a Debbie Downer. As we got older, obviously, we uh, learned to appreciate these times more uh, than not. And uh, we used to go. Uh, we used to celebrate at the. Um, the gentleman's club would go would be you know for whoever's ever birthday you know I think Eddie and Gary and uh, a couple other friends and uh, we'd make a night of it you know we'd make it a plan and regardless of what the ladies thought you know we uh, we would still go you know you know this is going back a couple of years I mean we're talking like 20 years ago guys where um, there <laughs> there was no porn hub you know so the uh, the gentleman's clubs were thriving they were doing really really well um and uh, you know it was you know really for me it was really always a great reason to hang out with the guys and uh, the boys will be boys and they'd get you they'd <laughs> do this two for ones and they would play that song over and over and over again um, <laughs> and I tell you it would uh, it would get to you yeah and you knew you knew and, and the worst part was is the girls would all come around and then they'd stop everything and. Uh, I you know I remember Rachel actually not to get it too far so but Rachel and I actually went uh, one time 
and um, <laughs> and really the the reason we had gone is I don't know if you guys remember there was a show on uh, HBO. You know the name is, escapes me, but it, the show was like it was really about um like strippers and Vegas and you know that that life and uh, um how they uh, you know just how they they live and and it was so extravagant. If you watch the show, if you watch the show, um, they'd show these girls on stage and they're like in these extravagant outfits and they're doing these ridiculous routines. And <laughs> I told Rachel, I said. Listen, I there's nothing like that around here. She's like, what? I said, no, really, there's nothing like that around here. I said, you know, really, I hate to say it, but they're money pits. You know, you go into these places, uh, you make sure you have a bunch of 20s in your pocket, a bunch of singles. Uh, again, guys, I'm going back 20 years, and I haven't been in a while, so I'm sure the prices of inflation have um, have increased. But when we used to go, we'd spend um, quite a bit of money, but it, it was never the the... the, the the birthday guy was on the house you know you, you, you were guaranteed at least a t-shirt and with the t-shirt it was a double a double lap dance um, but I'll tell you today this day and age uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it and uh, hey more power to you enjoy it I know you young fellas out there uh, still enjoy going to the gentleman's club but I, you know as I guess I get older uh, the whole germ thing I can't get past it right is that like that's not normal right is that normal that, yeah that could be normal a little normal I just, I can't get past it. Like, the idea that this girl is, you know, I, I know, I get it. You're going to college and you're trying to earn some money, but um, <laughs> you're over there rubbing on that guy, right? And he don't look like, he look like he's been here all day. You know what I mean? That guy's been here all day. He's every last dollar. And all of a sudden, I'm next on the, on the <laughs> I'm next in line. You come rub on up on me and it just, I tell you, once you realize it and uh, it kind of ruins it for you. And it did. It ruined it for me. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, uh, so we were watching the show, and uh, we had these. She had this preconceived notion that it was like this extravagant show. So anyway, long story short, we go. We went to. Um, it was the Foxy Lady in um, in Fairhaven. Because uh, at the time, I, out of all of them, uh, one it was convenient because it was like you know just a couple exits up. Um, but more than that, it was, it just seemed like it was more of a, a more comfortable atmosphere. Uh, not, not like there was anybody from the area. If you, if you ever went to the Kings Inn, <laughs> formerly known as the Pigs Inn, uh, that place was terrible. There was some serious shenanigans going on there. And I know that for a fact. I, uh, I, um, I had friends, you know, I'll tell you guys, I, I were at episode 10, but you know, if we get deeper into this, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about my buddy Derek and uh, some of the some of the shenanigans, um, <laughs> some of the shenanigans with him, and uh, some of that was uh, to do with um, the Kings Inn. I mean, I, I, Derek was he knew people, and uh, he was a crazy bastard. He, I, you know what? I, I, I'm not. I don't mean to talk to him, talk about him in the past tense, because um, Derek, I, if you're out there, buddy, I, um, I, I know he's out there. I just I haven't spoken to him, or really haven't spoken to anybody who who, who speaks to him um, other than my buddy Jay. Uh, so I hope he's doing all right. Derek and I, we hung out for a while. Um, we we worked together. My stint in um, doing bridge demolition construction um, was with Derek. Uh, we worked together and traveled. Uh, so that was that was quite the experience, but. Um, boy, when I when I think back of those clubs and um, the money uh, that used to, you know what I mean? That's that's big money. That's big. And again, like I don't know, like it, you know, last this last thing I heard about any strip joints was um was the the Foxies in and I believe it was Providence in uh, 
they were they were trying to shut that place down. They were pulling the license. There was some shenanigans going on. <laughs> no, they say there's no nothing. Was it back? Nothing goes in. No, I'll tell you, there, there was stuff going on, and um, they wanted to pull the license, and they 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 shut down for a little bit, and then they, but they opened up again. Uh, ultimately, they just opened up again, and um, they're making good money. But um, so I I take you know we went we took I take Rachel to this place and um. And as soon as we get in, of course, you know, you pay, and um, I don't believe they charged her, because uh, I guess they like when you, when you bring your old lady to the strip joint. Um, and we got a table, we sat, we had a good time, um, we, went with, we went with another couple, um, Eddie and Tanya, and, uh, you know, they're not, again, we were, we were young, but nobody was uptight, you know what I mean? And, and um, actually, it was a cool experience uh, to actually go to a place like that. I mean, if my wife asked me to go to a, um, a Chip and Dale show, like, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, but I know it's different, right? I mean, it, it's culturally it's different anyway. I mean, it's socially anyway. Where, uh, um, but she, we went and um, we had fun. We had a good time. We had drinks. Um, of course, you get a little, you get special attention, you know, because you got your old lady in there and the girls like girls, and um, it was it was a fun time. But you know, she, if you asked her, she would tell you it was nothing uh, like what she expected. You know, and, and again, you go into these places, and I think uh, ultimately, you know, you go in uh, for the good time, but um, you know, you see some uh, beautiful women, but um, also I think the the camaraderie with your friends, you know, with the guys, I think it's w- one of those few places that are left where um, guys can just go in and you know, be pigs, really, or just just be be guys, you know, just just do what you want to do, and um, and I, and I, I don't, I mean, do what you want to do, and I, I mean, in the, in the sense of kind of. You know, maybe let your guard down a little bit and um, just kind of, you know, maybe just in the playpen, just, just messing around and saying some things that um, you probably wouldn't be socially acceptable other than the environment you're in. So you're with your buddies, you're hanging out, having a couple of beers, having some drinks, seeing some titties and enjoying the night. I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I don't think it hurts anybody. Um, and I think that, um, you know... It, it, if you asked Rachel, she would tell you that um, she would go again. I just maybe if we were in Vegas, um, I'd go like Vegas. Uh, that I think it'd be fun because that's more like along the lines of, you know, the show and uh, of course the women are like they're all like nines and tens. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'll <laughs> you, you, you'll get like the fours and fives. And I apologize to any of my my local stripper uh, fans uh, if you're out there but uh, I'm sure you're the exceptions you're the eights and nines um, but again, if you're in Vegas obviously you know the creme de la creme out there um, be a paying top dollar for that entertainment uh, so um, if you can make it out there I haven't made it out to Vegas um, I something that you know on my bucket list for sure I'd like to go out and check it out I'm not a big gambler I don't gamble well I, I'm terrible at it you know I, I uh I, I've I've tried to gamble in the past, but uh, <laughs> I think you know, guys. Total like, if I was to accumulate the total amount of winnings uh, in my life, um, I'm probably I think I'm negative quite a bit. I although I mean, in, in all fairness, I don't I don't gamble a whole lot. Uh, I know people that that do and are really good at it. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I'm freaking terrible. Like I can, and you know what the worst thing is? Like I used to do those. Um, and you guys know what I'm talking about. The um, those um, pick the pick the football team uh, cards, you know what I mean? And you pick the team, and they'd have the you know the over and the under, and you paid five dollars. And I used to do it at work. Uh, everybody, you know, one guy would have a cards, and he would collect the cards. 
Um, it's a big secret, right? Big secret. The cards, are <laughs> the cards are gigantic. You know what I mean? These things were like uh, eight by ten cards. You know what I mean? You had to fill them out with a. They looked like a voting booth uh, document. You know what I mean? But like everybody had them at work, but it was a big secret. Like, <laughs> like you weren't supposed to know about it. You know what I mean? So, but I remember doing those, and I would, I'd get close. I'd get close. I, you know what I did too? I actually did the um, I, what is that? Uh, um, Giraffe Kings. DraftKings, I did that a little bit too, and uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, hey, yeah, this this looks really cool, and I have a chance, and you know, the way that they advertise it, you know, they <laughs> they're like, even an idiot can do it. Well, you know what? Then maybe I'm dumber than an idiot because I I I was picking guys and like, how do you figure that out, man? How do people win that? Is there is there any of my fans that are out there? Any of you guys out there? Do you do you do uh, draft? Is it FanDuel now? I, I don't even know. I'm embarrassed. I should know this stuff. This is like pop culture stuff that I should know. Do you, If you guys are winning on this, can you let me know? Is there a secret to it? Because I suck at it. You know, Dave, I give you credit, man. Like, you got that gift. He's got the gift. You know, he can... He figures that stuff out. I I am just terrible. I, You know, when I go to the casino, I'm one of these people. I support the Native Americans. I, uh, I go in with every ex- expectation of coming home with nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, if I go... Uh, to the casino, Rachel and I were to go. I bring like two hundred bucks, like throw money. You know what I mean? And I would, I know, right? Big gambler. I would throw like two hundred bucks at it and gamble it and see. Uh, I put. Although you know what? The last time I'm sitting here thinking about it, the last time we went, um, we went to Mohegan Sun. Uh, I spent the weekend. It was great. We had a great time. Um, and I, I, I played. Uh, we played the slots, and I did well. I did. I did well. I think I. I think I won like two hundred bucks. I think it was. I'm gonna have to check with check with Rachel on that. But two hundred bucks. I think that's what I won. And she stopped me. And she's like, "Stop! Take the money and run." And I did. I did. We had a great night. We had dinner. I think we went to that Bobby Bobby Flay's restaurant. Um, if you guys have a chance to go to Mohegan Sun, um, uh, we did. We went to um, out of all the restaurants that we went to, I really enjoyed Michael Jordan's restaurant. The food. I mean, I, don't know, I guess it's it's Michael Jordan's restaurant, but. I guess it's his name, but either way, it was. I ended up having a. I know, right? I had a lobster roll there, and uh, it was good. It was good, and and, and Rachel, I remember she liked her food too. It was a good meal. I think at a, at a couple of places we ate it was all well, but at the Bobby Flay place, and we, that was like our, like our our dinner night. If we, if it was a cruise, it would have been like the captain's dinner night of the, of the of the weekend, and it wasn't. I wasn't impressed with it. The place was too big. There was a lot of people. Um, my food just didn't, you know, it's like that gourmet style stuff, man. I, I just don't dig it. And I don't know, maybe because I'm the style of food that I enjoy. You know what I mean? I'm into, you know, like the Portuguese food or even, you know what? I say it like I even like mixed cuisine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. But I, I don't think uh, that Bobby Flay place, it just doesn't have any flavor to it. It just seems like it's all prefabbed food. You know what I mean? Unless when it's like that, um, what is that? Like, no, no offense. Like that blue ribbon. Is it blue ribbon? You know, maybe like that kind of style, like cooking, that kind of style of food. Everything tastes the same. You know, they kind of, they got it down to a science. But huh, either way, either way, if you guys have a chance to go to the Mohegan Sun, man, it's a nice place. I haven't been to the new one. There's a Encore in Boston that they just opened up. And it looks beautiful. Um, if you guys know anything about the history there, it uh, that whole area where they built that casino was just contaminated. Like it was terrible. You know, I know it was Wayne... Um, Industries there, the casinos out of Vegas, uh, and they um, they clean that all up, man. They took all. You know, I wonder where that dirt goes. I wonder what they do with that stuff. 
you know, you wonder, because that place was buried in toxic, just debris and um, waste, and they cleaned it all out, and they have built this amazing casino uh, resort. Really, it's a resort, and it looks beautiful, and I, I look forward to checking it out. I know we were going to try to plan on going for um, Rachel's birthday. It just didn't, it didn't work out, so... Um, but I think uh, we'll make plans in the near future to get out there. And I'll have to let you guys know how it is. But it looks amazing. I just hear that it's very expensive um, to go there and, and party. Uh, so um, back to what we were talking about, guys. 1987. Uh, what a cool time, right? So Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. That was that was their fourth al- uh, studio album. Um, if you guys know anything about the band, Tommy Lee, uh, Vince. Like these guys were like pop culture um, gods, you know what I mean? And then uh, the Pam Anderson thing with Tommy, that was crazy, man. They were, uh, and then <laughs> like that would, you know what? That was like, if you guys know, if they, you want to talk about history of the internet? Like that was that Pam Anderson video, the Tommy Lee Pam Anderson video. That was like the birth of the internet. I think that's where anybody and anybody, if you didn't know about pornography on the internet, like that's you knew. And that was probably the first time you've seen it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody had to see it. And, like, Tommy Lee's hung like an elephant. You know what I mean? The guy's gigantic. And people are going crazy. I'm telling you, like, it was, like, pop culture gods. You know what I mean? And then Vince got on. He got his TV show there. Yeah? And he had, like, a reality show. And, like, he was doing, I mean, I think now he's kind of, like, just, I don't know. You know what? I don't even want to talk about it. But I, I, think these, I don't even know what the hell's up with these guys now. I know the last time I saw him, like, he was severely overweight. But... You know, that that album, um, these guys were, like, ridiculous. Girls, 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 um, that song, that album, actually, four times platinum stat, uh, status, selling over four million copies. And that's, you know, what you, and you're talking in 1987, so that's not even, like, digital. That's not, like, somebody easily clicking on something and buying the song for 99, what is it, a dollar or something now. I don't even know what, if people, do you even buy music anymore? Because I just pay for the service. So I don't even have to... I don't pay for it. I mean, I... Excuse me. I don't, like, buy songs individually. Um, but so... So for a dollar... So, it, I mean, you think about the, the... The idea that you had to get in your car or you had to get your parents to drive you to, like, Tower Records or Strawberries. Jeez. And you would get in there and they would do these releases and the places were mobbed. Mobbed. Mobs. I remember the malls going to the malls, and anytime you ever went by, like Strawberries, or they were doing a release of these albums. Um, just much like it is today, you know, you, you, like Beyonce, right? She does like that overnight secret thing. Like every, she decides that at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, she's going to drop her newest album, and then she breaks the internet once people find out, and they all start downloading it. Like this is equivalent to that. You know what I mean? This is this was these guys were, you know, Motley Crue, Poison. These guys were gods, right? You know what I mean? Like what, what amazing lives, like whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever they wanted, whatever they wanted. Uh. And you know what? You know, you got to give them credit. You know, you, you could say a lot of this stuff was like fabricated, um, it was like studio stuff. But still, you got to give them credit. Like to say, hit some of the notes these guys hit, like ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. And they really, you know, they play the instruments like you know well. It, it birthed, you know the. You know the the Metallicas, you know, like that whole like realm of music, and you know that that whole like that that hair rock, you know, just crazy, crazy, exploded, exploded. So guys, here we are, episode ten. You know, I I 
Um, just want to say thank you to everybody. The traction again with the show is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's just it's amazing. I I, I can't. I'm, I'm so grateful. I I am just amazed and. Um, I'll be honest with you guys, you know, it, it took me a couple of days to get back behind the microphone and, um, you know, I just really, I always want to have substance when I come on here and I know I say that very often, but, um, I really mean it and I, and I want to be careful and cautious that, you know, I'm not just coming on here and just, um, spewing just things that don't matter. Um, trying to make it valid and, and pointful for you guys, you know, that, you know, you feel like when you, when you listen to the show, you, you're getting some kind of. Um, substance out of it maybe maybe even learn something or just take something away that 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 might inspire you you know i uh hope that that you know again i you know this this realm of podcasting and um just having the ability to have a voice and say things you know i i often um you know think to myself and have these thoughts to myself and wish that i could express them and uh say them the way that i want and and just you know maybe just getting um myself uh to think in a different way uh not looking at things in 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 just that analog uh um you know mentality um ex- trying to expand the way that i think uh if anybody follows uh you know on instagram uh twitter facebook uh you'll notice the title uh, or or one of the questions uh for episode 10 were was um do you do you do you lease your life or do you own it is you know and and when I asked that question you know it dawned on me the other day we're driving along I'm, in, I'm with with the wife we're driving and we're in her car and um you know we we, we um we have we have recently purchased actually recently I, mean, I bought my truck in 2016 um but you know either way and hers is a 2018 but either way more almost recently um we've purchased our vehicles and um and i say purchased and i only say that because you know we obviously have uh we have you know liens on 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 both vehicles you know i with the bank and with her with the bank and um you know we we borrowed the money from the bank to buy the vehicle and um you know and it and it it dawned on me and it said you know at least you know I was looking at leases and, and, you know, to me, leases make all, if you own a business or you can justify uh, having a lease, by all means, you know, go for it. Like, you know, really the, 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 the basis of what I'm of trying to say here really has, has no, um, um, nothing to do with that. Um, what I'm, what the, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, if you apply the same logic, you know, if I go to the dealership and, um, I look at my options, you know, I, I, I say to myself, you know, I, I don't drive that much. Um, so, you know, maybe, you know, I, a lease works for me. You know, I, I'll put, you know, $2,000 down, $3,000 down, $4,000 down, whatever it may be. And I lease the vehicle and I don't have to worry about anything. And, you know, after so many, you know, if, I, if it's a two-year lease, if it's a three-year lease, um, whatever the duration of it is, and once it's done, I go turn it in. And uh, chances are I'm just going to get into another lease. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's option one. Uh, or, or option two is... Uh, I see the vehicle and I say, listen, you know, I, this is, I think, you know, the vehicle is, is worth X, X, Y, Z, and I want to purchase the vehicle and, you know, I'm willing to put down, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you know, down payment, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, whatever you have, um, towards the vehicle and you know you, you ask the bank to to, to 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 loan you the rest of it and you know whatever the the duration of the lien or whether it's five years six years seven years whatever you uh agree to negotiate and after that time you own the vehicle um it's yours you, you don't have to return it you, you can decide you know whether or not you want to 
trade it in uh, and get what the value it is for you know whatever the value is for it at that time um, and, and 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 I, I look at these two options and I say well gee you know what if, what if you would apply that same that same idea to to life yeah you know, what, what if what if you applied that same idea to your life the, the way that you live your life what if you do if I was to ask you that question if I was to see you on and I walked up to you in the street and I say do you do you lease your life or do you own your life? What what is the answer? You know, because you know the answer for me is I lease my life, and and, and I'm I'm going to use myself as the example, uh, just so that you guys kind of understand wh- where I'm trying to go with this. And um, you know, every day, every day I get up in the morning early, um, and I make sure that I try to get bed at, to bed at a reasonable hour, um, so that I can get up early and um, you know pack my lunch, get my stuff together. I I, I get in the vehicle that um, I have a loan on, and I drive that to my my employer, um, and I I go to work. Um, so um, you know for me, um, if if I don't uh, commit to go to work every day, um, my employer is not going to pay me. Um, so um, you know also by the same token, I I really don't have control over what my employer. Um, um, you know, does or decides to do with my job, um, you know, because ultimately I am, I am at will. I am an at will employee, and um, and if you know the company decides that they, they no longer need me, um, I'm, I'm, they're gonna, I'm, I gotta move on. I gotta find, um, you know, other ways of other forms of of of, of, of employment. Um, if now, if 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 now the latter of that is, if I um, say have my own business. If I have my own product, um, if I have my own brand, um, and that is my source of income, um, and I, you know, whether it may, may be that I had to go to a bank, you know, I with a bank, and I and I had to go, you know, with a business plan and say, hey, listen, um, you know, this is my idea, this is the product that I have, this is this is what I want to. Uh, provide to people. This is the service I want to provide to people. Or this is the brand that I carry, and I believe that I can generate, you know, a, a, a good revenue um, by these means. And the bank will decide. Yeah, well, you know what? We think, you know, hey, we think the Bobby Kudo show um, it could be is a success, and we're gonna we're gonna give you the money you're 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 asking to invest into your business. Uh, with that said, you got to pay us a little bit, but at the end of the day. The investment that you make is to your life and to your future. So, um, with that said, um, you know, again, I ask that question: Do you lease your life or do you own it? You know, I, 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 I look out. I look at all the the um, you know the entrepreneurs and the 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 people out there that you know um, have their own business or their own brand or or provide a service to people on their own. Um, you know, hats off to you. You know, I, I believe to me, um, you know, that's 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 the hardest thing to have to do. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that it makes it easier um, working for someone else because, you know, again, it, it with, with that comes the sacrifice that, you know, again, you're at will. You're at, you know, you're at someone's will um, as opposed to being, you know, someone who has complete control. Um, of their their future, their financial future. Um, um, so I, I would say that if you are someone who has their own business or or their or provides their own service, then uh, you have you have that that um, that that 
idealism of ownership, you know, that you have some control over your financial future, um, that you are doing or providing the service that you love to do. Mo- I, I don't, I know, I honestly believe, uh, I have to believe that most people are doing, you know, that own their own businesses are doing something that they are passionate about, uh, passionate enough about that they were, they are willing to sacrifice everything that they have to make it survive. Uh, you can think that you, you know, can do these things, but you know, when you really look at it um, from the inside out, you realize that the, it it really is uh, an epic um, task to not only have your own business, but to sustain your own business. Um, you know, I, I've been fortunate to have a couple of, of businesses myself uh, uh, in my lifetime. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, ultimately I'm a mechanic by trade um, and had my own garage. Uh, you know, we I ran a garage for a couple of years myself. Uh, did really well with that. Was something that, um, <laughs> funny, I realized I didn't. I, I realized I didn't want to do it. Um, you know, one of those things that you know you you love you love doing. You love doing something, um, but then when you have to do it every single day, um, and it's it, it's almost like to the point where it's kind of like it's you have no choice. Like you have to do this every single day. Um, you know, it, it, it can get to you. And, and it was one of those things that I realized real quick that I really loved and enjoy. I loved um, and enjoyed doing it, but I, I just didn't. I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. So um, with that said, I mean, I, I ended up taking on a partner. And, um, you know, it was, <laughs> it's funny when I look back on it now. It was almost like, you know, I was in a bad relationship and then I just added or just, you know, yeah, added to the bad relationship and made it worse. But it just, it was a slow beginning to an end. And I, and I ended up picking up a partner that I thought was going to be great for the business and ultimately ended up being its demise. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't, I, I learned from that. I, I, I really did. I, I picked up a lot of, um, a lot of great information. Uh, and I didn't, it didn't stop me. I, I had other businesses. I was fortunate to, have a great business. Um, that we did good. We did good. We had a uh, monster sports. We we did Dave and I. We had our we had a, it was we did uh, skateboards. We did airsoft. Um, <laughs> but we were compete. What a market, you know. My, it's a funny story, really. Um, my 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 grandmother had a property. Uh, God rest her soul. Uh, and the place was empty. So we came up with this crazy idea that we were going to open up our own uh, paintball shop. You know what I mean? It, it was something that we were doing and we enjoyed doing it. I, I actually have some pictures, guys, that I will I will definitely post for you to see that are absolutely hilarious. I mean, you'll see us back in the day. <laughs> oh, so much fun. It was so much fun. We had a good time. We did. We had fun. And, you know, we ran that business and, you know, really ultimately we couldn't stay in business because we were getting robbed constantly. Like it was, it was so bad. We were on Morgan street in fall river and it was so bad. Um, we were getting, my grandmother was living upstairs. We were getting phone calls almost every single night of the alarm going off. Uh, one, at one point this dude threw this humongous boulder through the window. We're talking like, this is like crackhead alley. And this dude, he threw, a huge rock right through the window 
And I remember my buddy Jay had helped us out. We had just put a camera. Uh, guys, now mind you, this is this is a couple of years ago. So like surveillance equipment was very expensive. Not like today. Like now you go on Amazon, you can buy, you know, a 1080p camera for cheap money. Back then, this stuff was expensive. And we had it hooked up to a computer. We had a digital like uh, POS. And this guy, anyway, this guy throws a rock through the window. We had it all on video. Climbs through the window. Uh, grabs everything he could and of course he grabs the airsoft guns we had um, a replica AK-47 that thing was awesome uh, we had an MP4 uh, MP5 Navy SEALs edition that thing was awesome like, I, I mean we're talking some quality airsoft guns guys like this before they got all the crazy regulations these things were no, legit like weight pound for pound if you were holding this thing I mean today obviously like no go like no no way because even then <laughs> I remember and you know I forgive me like nobody got hurt thank goodness the, today like I said if this was today's day and age the, these kids would have been getting shot all over the place if, and of course where they live too like we're talking like 5th street uh, Tecumseh street if you know the city then you know exactly what I'm talking about and these kids were coming into our store and we wouldn't we would like we had a standing rule and not that it was a law but we had a standing rule that we would not sell a, uh, an airsoft gun to a kid like under 16. Like, you had to be at least 16 years old to, to have one. And, like, these things were so legit. Like, a lot of them didn't even have, like, the, the, the pink tip on them. Like, the, the orange, like, the uh, fluorescent tip. These things were, like, legit. If you open up the box, they had the magazine. I mean, the weight. Everything was, ca I mean, we, they were, like, using, um, and they used, like, a green gas. <laughs> And these kids, I mean, they'd come in and, you know, they'd pay. I couldn't believe it. They would pay, like, these homeless people to come in the store and buy the guns for them because they knew that we wouldn't sell them the guns. So they would send these guys in and give them, like, five bucks, and they, and they would they would buy the guns for them. I mean, we, I mean we, sold, we sold them, but, I mean, but long story short, I mean, and at the time, you know, on the, at the time, uh, Dave's dad was still a cop in the city, so like we, you know, we had some, some, you know, we knew that we were at least we had some, some back in in the game. You know what I mean? And we were very cautious, and of course, obviously, not wanting anybody to get hurt. But they, it got to a point where um, that in itself became a problem. I mean, because these kids are running around and like they, they're playing around with these airsoft guns, and these things look real. I mean, the cops couldn't tell whether or not these things are real or not. The only thing that was really saving these these guys were the fact that it wasn't like today. Like today you, if you know, I mean, unfortunately, it's like we're, we're, we're a little skittish. Everybody's a little skittish. And um, the idea of having something like that is crazy to me today. I, I, but again, we're talking a couple of years ago, guys, and it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't what it was today. I'll tell you, my buddy and I, Kevin, you know, we were kids. Uh, and we, we were, grew up in Rambo. Like when Rambo came out and, and Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you guys haven't seen that, Go see that, like on Netflix or Hulu. Go watch those movies, and that's what we were watching. Like it was okay. We were up in the daycare center, and I remember uh, um, the big deal was like these. Um, they were like water guns, but they were battery powered, and so you would pull the trigger, and they were like semi-automatic water guns, but they looked legit. I tell you, man, we used to roll around like the, the grass was always tall up there, like the day kissing, like it was like abandoned. And we'd go up there and we'd like spend the whole day playing like Rambo or Commando, and it was fine. It was totally fine. If if anybody did that today, 
I guarantee you within five minutes, the cops would be surrounding it. It would be on the news. You'd have helicopters, everything. The idea that, you know, but it was a different world then. It was it was a completely, completely different world. And and you wonder what what, what, if, what, has, what has transpired from then until now uh, that has shifted, that has just been such a, a, a dramatic change that back then it was totally cool. Totally cool. Kevin's mother, Judy, um, forgive me for saying it aloud, was probably like, she, if she was just a stereotypical mom. Like, you know, you only drink milk, no soda. Uh, like, she came in the house, the street lights came on. You know, like, it was, like, they, like the rules were ridiculous. They, they clean your room. There was no, like, my mom brought us up, and they were kind of, you know, there were they were rules, and, but they were kind of more like guidelines. You know what I mean? And um, as long as we stayed within those guidelines, we were cool. I mean, if you, if you, <laughs> the reason we used to get beaten was because, <laughs> Because when you would exceed the the guideline, like it was so egregious that you were gonna get, <laughs> that you were gonna get it. You know what I mean? That that you ended up getting beaten because it was so it was so bad. Like it had to be that bad. Um, but she was uh yeah she was tight and and she let him she let him have the guns and you know you know when I was that age like I had I didn't have much and Kevin was fortunate enough that his parents would buy him these things so we were I'd hang out with him all the time we'd have fun and we're running around shooting each other with water guns you know what I mean and it was totally cool but you today you can't do that shit man you cannot the kids can't it's it's I mean I guess even the idea like when you stop and think about it for a second like even the idea of a of you uh, like would any of you buy your friend's kid a, uh, a toy gun for Christmas right and that's an easy answer the answer is no like if you show up at your buddy's house with a toy gun in a like in a box like you know what you might as well show up at those candy cigarettes <laughs> remember those what a great idea those were like in no way shape or form did that help me with my my smoking habit right like candy cigarettes what a crazy idea but I, I I guess what I'm I guess what I'm saying is it's it's I guess no you don't you don't you don't give your friend's kid a, a maybe if you want to buy your kid a toy gun that's cool like you know what I mean because you're you know your kid that way but you wouldn't I guess you wouldn't buy your friend's kid a gun right I mean it's just I, I know I wouldn't do it anyway I mean it because I don't know how he you know what I mean like he like my buddy could be okay with it but you know mom his mom that kid's mom might not be okay with it you know and who the hell wants to get into that conversation, right? And you explain to this <laughs> what your what your idea was behind getting this kid a uh, a, a toy gun. <laughs> oh boy! Again, the world has changed, guys. The world is just a different place. But that was fun, man. We used to, we had a blast. We had so much fun. Like, I I I would love to go back. You know, we were climbing trees. Nobody cared. You know, playing hide and seek, like like legit hide and seek. We we play like we would play like four city blocks. You know what I mean? And I mean, if you were it, you were it for a long time. You were it for a while. But it was cool, man. It was fun. But that was the danger of it. Like you had to find a good hiding spot, but yet you had to come out enough time to <laughs> to not be last. Because then if you last and got caught, then you were it, right? Right? Huh. So back to what I was saying, guys. Um, the least thing like do you just think about that guys apply that to logic to your life 
And, you know, and again, like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the idea of having a lease. I'm not. What I'm saying is, is would it be better to have some type of control of your life? I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously not everybody can drop what they're doing and start a business or start a brand and start making crazy money. But, um, I mean, what if, what if it just, what if you just applied that logic and that, that mindset to just your everyday, like the things that you do and the things that you enjoy, you know, applying that and saying, you know what, do I own my life or do I lease my life? You know, am I doing, am, am I working Am I working to live or am I living to work? You know, that's that's really the question. That ultimately, like when you look at that, that's the question. You know, I are, are you working? I mean, w- w- granted, yes, we, the money's great. You need the money, but is it is it is it is that what it's about? You know, are you are you not taking that vacation because you you got to work, or are you not are you not at your kid's soccer game or baseball game or football game or field hockey game or volleyball game? Because you had to work. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I try not to talk about you know things that are completely uh, downers, but you know, I, I recently lost someone um, close to me. You know, thirty five years old. 30, 35 years old. You know, I he you know I, I he got up that morning and uh, you know and he started his day and I, I you know the last I, the last thing he was thinking that that was going to be his last and. You know, it, it you know it really it hit me hard, guys. It hit me hard. You know, I'm 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 there, and you know, some experience, and you know, I've done some things in my life um, that I don't I wouldn't say are irresponsible in a sense, but I, I would say like you know sometimes we do things that are dangerous and not really thinking of the the consequences of what we're doing. Um, so that's really the this this the the question here. Um. You know, are we? Are you finding yourself in in a position where you don't have control of or or can do what you want to do when you want to do it? Because you know you're choosing to work all the time, or you're choosing to do things that are not exactly um, what you want to be doing. I mean, but again, you, you know, the need um, is always there. You know, I, I make my payments every month because I I want to keep my truck. If I don't make the payments, then they're gonna come get it. You know, that's it's just the way it works. So you really, yeah, you, you got to ask yourself, um, is 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 this is that what you want? And if that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's really about the quality of life, but you really have to apply it. You have to apply some type of logic to what it is you're doing. Otherwise, it's just paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's paycheck to paycheck. What are you looking forward to? Overdraft fees? You know, almost making a payment? I mean, that's really take a step, take a step back, and 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 look at that. Are you, I, I, are you satisfied? You know, there's a bazillion jobs out there. You know, we, you know, we we ran into somebody today, and it, made, it just it, made, it makes me think. You know, and and you know, nothing against anybody. Like you, you know, these, these Boston has. I mean, if you if if you're fortunate enough to 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 come to Boston, you know, people will always tell you that Boston. We're very fortunate that we have probably some of the the, the most brightest, um, smartest people. You know, that we get the best hospitals. Um, and some of the, you know, the best schools, I mean, granted, you know, they're really, a lot of them are, are, you know, liberal and, um, one-sided, but, you know, ultimately they're really fantastic schools, you know, and you got schools like, um, you know, uh, BU and, and, uh, Boston college. Um, um, but it's funny, we ran into somebody today and they were talking about their kids and we were talking about our kids and, you know, my son's a senior and he's graduating and. Um, this individual's like, oh, well, you know, my kid, uh, you know, they just get graduating from BC. 
um, you know, Boston College, and um, and they're getting a you know a, a, you know a master's, and you know, and I'm like, you know, and, and, and she was saying it, and I'm saying to myself, you know, obviously she's proud of, of obviously of her kid, and she wants us to know that her kid's graduating from BC, but um, you know, Boston College, but at the same you know at the same time, it's you know I, I'm I'm happy for her, but you know ultimately it's like okay, you know, uh, uh, what does that mean? Uh, and, and, you know, nothing against you, you college graduates or the college students or anybody who's in college right now, but, you know, when you guys come out of college, what are you going to do? No, seriously, what are you, you going to do? Most of the kids, most of the guys, you go to college um, and you go learn about something, right? Whatever you, whatever your major, whatever it was you picked, um, and then you hit the you, okay. You come out into the real world, and what is it you're doing? You know, how many people are in your graduating class? I think, you know, AJ. Uh, I think he's got like 200 kids in his graduating class. <laughs> that's a, that's just at a high school level. So the, those are 200 kids that he's those are 200 people. I say kids, adults. Those are 200 adults that he's competing with directly coming right out of high school. Those are 200 kids that are going to be looking for jobs, um, going going to college. Uh, getting into the the, the the economic system, you know, joining the workforce. Uh, so I, I I ask all these. Okay, you know what? So you got a you know you got a I got a master's in sociology from uh, BC. Okay, so so what are you doing with that? What does that What does that mean? How are you How are you able to generate revenue? And what are you going to do with your life? Are you just getting a job like the rest of us? Um, you know, I I some of the most brightest, brilliant people I know don't have MBAs. You know, they, they, they got a hell of a lot. They got a lot of experience. You know, these are people that, you know, that have been in situations that are real. Like legit real situations and had to make the right decisions. You know, the, the, the consequences, life or death consequences. And they're making these decisions and they don't have MBAs. You know, and, the, and these people are, are contributing some amazing things. Don't get me wrong. is it, 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 Yeah, it's necessary. I, I, I agree. That school is important. You got to learn. But if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I, I continue to tell you guys, you know, you, you're only you're only as smart as the dumbest guy in the room. You know what I mean? Like seriously, there are a lot of smart people out there. There are a lot of people out there trying to do or doing what you want to do. You know, you could sit in a room for, for for two days, right, and 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 write down every great idea that you can come up with, and I will guarantee you, man, you start googling that shit, and somebody already thought of it, and they 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 marketed it, they they got it, they got it wrapped up in a package, and they're selling it and and on Amazon, and that's the world that you live in. So again, I challenge you guys, you know, and I say, are we, are we just, are we destined to just do the same shit over and over again? Like you're doing the same shit you were doing 200 years ago. I mean, is that the world is, it's not the same world anymore. We're not living in that world anymore. You know, people aren't using Moss code. <laughs> But yet, I mean, okay, I'm proud of you. Listen, hey, congratulations on your kid graduating from, I think she's, you know what, maybe it was BU. I think she maybe, you know what, she, I think she said BU. I said BC, I apologize. Take your pick. Doesn't really matter. So congratulations, I'm happy for you. What, is it, what does that mean? It means the, the what, what, and you know what, her kid might come out and, and be the next Bill Gates. 
but he won't, right? Because Bill Gates and, and Steve Jobs, like these guys were like dropouts, you know what I mean? And they were able to come up with a great idea. That's the toughest thing is how do you find that great idea now? Where is it? Where is it hiding? How do you, like everybody's thinking of it. It's already thought of. You know, we're at a stage now, you know, it's funny. I'll never forget it. And um, a shout out to my Uncle Brian, who was just in the hospital. Uh, he's had a heart attack, but he's going to be okay. Um, it's in our prayers. And I remember him saying to me once, uh, you know, <laughs> he said, you know, the world is over when the, 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 when the movie industry runs out of ideas. And, you know, as crazy as that sounds, I always remember it. And it's the truth. Like you look at you look at the movies now, and like it's everything's a remake. Everything's a remake, and I can't imagine. You know what? If you look back on history, I like movies, man, and I I go back and um, actually Rachel and I are gonna start. We did we're gonna start watching like old movies again. I just want to get kind of get back into my 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 movie cult classics, you know. But I I love to watch movies, you know, and everything now is like a, a repeat or a remake of of what it was before. Guys, like you can't remake Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can't. The the the, the best part about that movie was the authenticity of that it was somewhat of a true story. That these psychopaths were killing people and making chili and then winning the fair <laughs> winning the fair with people chili you know what I mean like that was that was the and, and they, they remade it and they they butchered it and they CGI whatever the hell they did with it and it was absolutely terrible terrible I mean if, if anybody out there if you've seen it if you've seen the remakes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre they're horrible horrible in comparison to the original you know even I'll tell you right now guys I, I'm gonna let a little secret out it's a little secret, a little deep secret here. I think my wife is the only one that knows this. Um, but Phantasm, the the movie Phantasm, and I think there's like Phantasm two and three. That dude in that movie scares the fuck out of me. Absolutely terrifies me. Yeah, I, I, you know, I actually, and I'm not, you know. I'm not like that, but for whatever reason, I think as a child, I think I, I seen it, I watched it when I was really young, and it's kind of like that spider fear, you know what I mean, like that arachnophobia, and when I see that guy, I, I just freaks me out, and I think too, you know what else too, I'm getting real deep and personal, I think at one point, like I was really sick, and like, you know when you have those sick dreams, and that might have been on TV, and I, maybe I kind of had like a moment with the with the movie, and I think it kind of stuck with me, so... That's you know that's some deep that's some deep seated that's some deep seated shit right there, but yeah, that them scare me. So you if you have a chance, I mean, it, the 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 premise of the of the movie is ridiculous. But if you have a chance to watch it, the guy it's the guy that drives the hearse. He's the one. It's just him. Just, it you know it's almost like it. You know what I mean? Like Pennywise, like that kind of that dude is scary. And you know what? If you're looking for a Halloween costume idea, that dude is it. The phantasm guy. I tell you what, if I saw you coming, I I walk I'd walk on the other side of the street. <laughs> I would. I go the other way. I go the other way. Boy, do we get sidetracked today? Do we get totally sidetracked? I. You know what, guys? I hope. I hope I sound good, because I'm. This is this whole iMac thing. I. This is new. I haven't done it. Um. I. This is the. I. I actually just got it. Hooked everything up. 
Um, you know, I, I, got, I got a new sound card. I hooked that up, got that all set up, and I was testing this thing all day, um, just relentlessly, just trying to get it right, get it right. So I hope, I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope it sounds crisp and uh, sounds nice in your drive um, as you go through. Um, but I listen. I just want to. I don't want to get too far off everything, but I just really wanted to talk about that and. and uh, you know, just kind of just vent on that. Um, you know, the the the, the owning versus the leasing uh, premise and that idea. Uh, and you know, I, I challenge you all, guys, to just just think about that for a second and realize the control that you have or lack thereof. It's so easy to get caught up in it every day. You know, I I was caught up in that rigmarole for a long time. Um, you know, my more recent experience, I never talk about it, but you know, I I uh, I currently have a a, a great job and a uh, great position uh, but recently before coming here uh, I worked for Shields MRI yeah there you go bet you didn't know that right leading MRI provider in New England yeah I ran uh, all the I mean I, the, on the on the facilities and maintenance side of it I, I ran all of the locations at the, time, at the time was 30 fixed locations 18 mobile units I was working around the clock guys and then you know and I and, and I only mention it because that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about a job that absolutely consumed me. Um, it was 24 seven. Uh, now imagine guys that there's 30 locations, some of them of which have like three MRIs. Um, I had an oncology center. Um, I mean, I could tell you some stories about that, um, that place, uh, you know, just amazing people there doing some amazing work. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to work on such amazing people. You know, I think about these things, I think about these places and I think about my experiences and I, you know, you, you almost kind of, you lose sight of it, uh, you forget, and you remind yourself when you start getting into these, you know, these, these topics and these conversations, but uh, working for that company, you know, was, um, I was all in, man, I was all in, I was, I was dealing with pretty much uh, every aspect of that business, uh, I was installing stuff, I was, I mean, you name it, you name it, responsibility uh, was at a, an all-time max, uh, to the point where, I realized that there was nothing uh, more important than my family, and I found myself putting uh, them on the back, like just not—I don't—I would never say back burner, but um, they weren't number one priority. You know, I was—I'm someone else's bullshit, someone else's—and that's—and you know what—and and, and that's really where I'm going with this, guys. Like someone else's shit was was my problem. Um, you know, Shields is a very successful company. Uh, they've got some amazing partnerships, and they're building surgical centers and. Um, and when I had just when I left recently, they had just finished the, the Shrewsbury Street Surgical Center. It's the largest in Mass. Um, and it's really the largest in New England. I think they have nine ORs, um, like same day surgeries. The place is Mass. These people have ridiculous amounts of money. They sponsor like they sponsor the Patriots. They sponsor the Bruins. Um, they sponsor the Celtics. They sponsor the New England Revolution. Um, you know, the, the Red Sox go there. Like you know, we're talking big time money. You know, huge, huge money in sponsorships. Uh, Tom Brady is the spokesperson for Shields MRI. You know what I mean? So this just goes to show you the the amount of money and mass we're talking about here. And um, you know, when you're talking about buildings that have an element of medical uh, involved, uh, I will tell you guys that the the responsibility. Uh, is just is is gigantic. Uh, you know, you're dealing with the Department of Public Health, the Department of Public Safety. Uh, you're dealing with all these inspectors, and you're dealing with fields and uh, and, and, and 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 RF and just uh, uh, guys. I I mean, we could spend hours talking about this stuff, but um, it was a huge, huge 
uh, task. And, you know, to be managing, not only managing all of these buildings, um, you know, every aspect of them, you know, start to finish, making sure, to, to making sure that the, the plow truck is there. You know, now, now, now imagine looking, I mean, I was logging in, you know, if there was a snowstorm coming, uh, I was logging in, and it's funny when I think about it, Comcast kind of prepared me for that because uh, I was part of their smart team. Smart was like uh, storm management or asset or that response team, I believe it was, alert response team, whatever it was. And um, it was like every time there was a snowstorm coming, bam, you had to get behind the phone. It was conference call after conference call. It's how is it over here? How is it over there? Update over here, update over there. And when I shifted into that shield job, I mean, it was not, it was just me by myself doing this. You know what I mean? I, you know, I had, you know, there were, I worked with other people, but um, ultimately it was, you know, I was making the decision, you know, logging in, looking at the cameras, making sure that the plow guy was there and the, the, was he here, was he there? And then working with our partnerships and the hospitals and the, the UMass uh, memorials and the UMass Lowell's. I mean, guys, I could, I couldn't even, uh, you know what, when I tell people about it, um, I almost, I almost, I feel like I'm exhausting people because it's, it was really just almost impossible to be one individual or one person trying to manage uh, all of this stuff. And like I said, I had a little help, but the help that I had really had no experience. You know, these are people, um, the person that my, that my coordinator, <laughs> she was actually my boss's nanny. You know what I mean? So you can imagine that dynamic and how that all worked out. Um, so we, we did that. We managed that. I had a couple of vendors and I, I would tell you guys that I was absent absolutely absent from my family for that duration that I was working for that company and it came to a point when I realized uh, very quickly you know with Comcast it was um, you know the performance evaluations and your performance reviews and the whole time that I worked for that company I never received anything less than a four uh, or a five um, and you know five being uh, the max uh, consistently exceeds expectations um, and, and I always strive for that you know I almost even to the even to this day like even when I sit with my manager today um, the conversation is always the same like I to me that is so important um, I give it all I got when I'm when I'm in doing what I'm doing if if I commit to you and this is the commitment that I make to you as you know your employee I give it all I got uh, anybody who knows me, anybody who's worked with me in the past will, will will tell you the same thing. I give it 150%. So when I tell you that when I was working for this company, when I was working for Shields MRI, I was I was giving it all I got. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it, it wasn't enough. Um, the individual that I was reporting to, um, who was a Shields family member, um, Matter of fact, he was he was married into the family. Really, it wasn't um, it wasn't like a you know, the, you know, his 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 wife was the daughter was is a shield. Uh, he was not, but um, so he he always he, you know I, I got to be honest with you, out of out of everybody I've ever known, out of everybody I've ever worked for in my whole life, um, I will tell you that no one has ever been as type A uh, as this individual. Uh, there was absolutely no gray area with this guy um you you um i mean i i i'll tell you i ran marathons marathons um and really my driver it wasn't it wasn't for him or uh it was really my driver was um just my own self-worth uh you know i i was setting these goals and these expectations uh and um 
trying to do much, much more than, you know, and again, you know, I don't blame anybody. I, I, I always say I, I have to blame myself because I think throttle is very important in life. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, going down the highway full throttle uh, isn't always a good thing. You know, sometimes you got to let off the throttle and, you know, maybe get into the slow lane and just take, just take, just, just take your time as opposed to, um, you know, always going at a hundred miles an hour. Um, and that's what I was doing. I, I was, I was, I was, guys, this is no exaggeration. I was averaging 2,200 miles a month of driving. Now, now mind you, like I, Hey Ben, I, I can hear Ben right now from, uh, um, small town mentality. I can hear him right now saying, yeah, man, I, you know what, dude, that's what you do for a living, bro. You drive for a living, man. Like I, nothing, nothing against you truck drivers out there, you guys, but that's what you do. Like you, 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 that, that's your deal. You agree that you're going to get behind the wheel of that rig and you're going to, you're going to drive that fucking thing as, as much as you can drive and you're going to make your money. I get it. Um, but that, that wasn't me. Me, I was, my agreement was, wasn't to drive. I, my agreement was to manage and, um, you know, just hands on on these these um, these medical facilities and making sure that you know they've got everything they need to operate. Uh, and uh, you know, given the fact that these spanned over the whole state of Massachusetts, uh, we're talking like as far west as you can go, like you know, all the Springfield and <laughs> Greenfield, and then Cape Cod, you know, and then you know, then they got into Maine, uh, and now I'm in, I'm in York, Maine, and. Uh, Newburyport, and, and guys, I'm telling you, like I'm getting up in the morning, right, and I'm driving AJ into school, so I'm driving all the way into Somerset, uh, which is probably like like you know like a 20 minute 20 minutes half hour, and then I'm literally immediately driving in the opposite direction north, and I am literally driving the full duration of Route 24 north every day, uh, and then at, really making the decision of where I'm going, you know, at the fork, the 93 split. I mean, if any of you from around the area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was literally in traffic every single day. If I wasn't on 24, I was on 93. If I wasn't on 93, I was on the Mass Pike Route 90. Like, it was constant. Um, literally driving four hours to get somewhere uh, and then get there and, and to do two hours worth of work and then and to get back in and then off you go again. You know, sometimes just going in to meet an inspector. <laughs> You know, driving out there, like you're driving like three hours and get there just to meet a guy for 15 minutes to show him the place, you know. One thing's for sure, I'll tell you right now, I mean, uh, you know, the, the places were like spotless, you know, we had, you know what, and, and anybody who works in the industry, like if you're in the medical industry, uh, unless you're look, working for like a, like an individual doctor, typically like your places, you know, the budget's not a problem, you know, budget's right there. Um But it was, it was, man, it was, and you know, and I, and I, and I, and I, you know, and I will... I was a little hard on myself there for a while, you know, because I felt like I gave up. But ultimately, you know, you realize that you just can't, you can't, you can't what you can't make that, you can't satisfy that that need uh, or that that void anymore. You realize it's time to move on. And and I'll tell you, I I, I, do, I look back at this and I, you know, my time at Shields, I I met some of the most amazing people. I made some of the most amazing friends, people that I, I continue to communicate with now and have personal relationships with that are absolutely fantastic and I love to be around. And they all came from, you know, from Shields and, and that family. Um, and I, um, I miss them. I do, I miss it. I mean, it was always so nice to see everybody. Everybody was always so happy to see me. I was always so happy to see them. It was like really like lighthearted. 
uh, it really came down to just that one individual and just not, <laughs> just not, not being able to just see eye to eye, you know, just someone just not realizing that, Hey, look, you're burning, you're burning me out. And that's exactly what happened. They just, they just, it got to a point where I just couldn't maintain anymore. Running that marathon, I got to that point that I just could no longer push anymore. But that experience that I, 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 I brought with me to my current employer, um, just the, the, just the vendors, the people that I met, uh, the people that I was working with and that I brought over into my, this new position and this new, uh, job that I'm doing. It just, it's, it's awesome. It's like, again, you know, I, I, I hate to, 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 to get wishy-washy and, and say things like, you know, destiny and fate and, and things of that nature. But I mean, it can't be, it can't be a coincidence. I mean, I, I you know, granted, I, if you do the, if you're doing the same thing long enough, I mean, I guess you, you know, things are going to work this way, but, um, I've been fortunate. Like I've made some relationships that I know that I'll keep for the rest of my life. You know, I there are people out there, some of the people that I have the ability to call and ask uh, anything really. Like in 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 all of these uh, realms and trades that just are the at the peak and no, um, no 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 borders of of knowledge. I mean, these these guys are just amazing. I mean, I and I think about these guys and they. They're so easy to just give up this information. I'm, you know, I miss them. I miss a lot of them because I, I don't work with a lot of them. Some of them I didn't bring over, uh, obviously just because of, um, you know, that conflict, right? Because like if <laughs> guys want to laugh, I actually have the contract. The I saw I'm still in the con- my signature is still in some of the contracts that are still valid with Shields. That's funny. That's funny. I have to tell you guys a story about Shields and when I left. Um, you know what? I'll tell you a quick story, because this this is this will be worth the the hour and six minutes. You guys have been listening, and um, my um, I try not to get too personal here, and I like family wise and stuff, because um, I got my brother, um, I, who I love dearly. Um, we we've had um, I'd say uh, a less than like normal relationship uh, growing up, and. Um, just, just, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, whatever the, whatever the circumstance, whatever it may be, but for whatever reason, just, uh, just a different, we're just, we're just, we're different people. But, uh, outside of that, you know, I love him to death and I, and I know he, he loves me daily. Um, and we just, we live just, we're just different people and have different lives. Um, but with that said, he, you know, he's fortunate enough. Like, and again, as a guy who, uh, who's put his time in, um, and he he started his own cleaning business, and you know he's doing his cleaning business. And you know, long before I got to Shields, he was cleaning uh, the facility in Dartmouth. He was out there, and um, he had a contract, and he was cleaning that place. And you know, mind you, the company was much smaller then. It wasn't. Um, I think there was like seven locations, maybe five is five to seven locations at that time. Um, so he was on the contract with them for a while, and uh, you know, and, and I got in. Like I said, I got hired and in no way, shape, or form um, had any affiliation with my brother. It just so happened that he happened to be cleaning one of these locations. I mean, guys, I mean, when I tell you, like, chances are, like, seriously, like, this really, like, just chances are, like, there's really, there's no way that these things are, like, planned out, like, just a kind of just, you know, fate that I have it that way. But not to get too far, of course, he had the contract to clean the Dartmouth facility. Um, so when I came in, uh, right away, you know, one of the things that they wanted to do as a company was is really consolidate. Uh, so rather than have, as the company grew and started to open more and more locations, it, it, it didn't make sense to manage, you know, like 20 cleaning contracts. Like, like it doesn't make any sense. So what you do is you say to yourself, you know, we're going to get one cleaner or one cleaning company 
um, janitorial company, and they are and they're going to clean these multiple. They're going to they're going to um, um, employ whatever staff they need, and they're going to come in and they're going to clean these locations after hours. You know, when when our, we don't have patients, and you know they they close the place at eleven o'clock. We're going to uh, go ahead and um, um, clean the place, right? Excuse me, had a drink. So, um, my I came in and in the process of consolidation, um, I, you know, obviously my brother had the cleaning contract in Dartmouth, so I I I didn't include Dartmouth in that consolidation. So what I, what I did is is, if, is if, as long as I was employed there, like I managed those janitorial contracts, I kept him on. For that additional time, like for this, I mean, even though all the other businesses were being cleaned by this one particular janitorial service, I left Dartmouth alone so that way my brother could continue to have the contract. So, um, was that like is that a conflict of interest? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, because I mean, he wasn't it, we weren't it wasn't like he was charging more than the other cleaner. Um, like you know, obviously, pricing was right in line. Um, you know, and the other thing was is. Uh, the longevity that he was there, uh, and my sister-in-law, him and my sister-in-law were cleaning the place, and um, you know, even for security reasons, I knew uh, he, that they had a relationship, and I knew that he wasn't not only like just a, the janitorial guy, but if I had like an emergency, like a flood or uh, you know smoke or any type of emergency, like I knew he could he could respond. Like I could trust him to you know get, not only get into the building, have access to the building, but respond to make a good conscious decision. So it was really in my my managerial managerial best interest to keep him in place. Um, so I did. So you know as long as I was there, I kept him there. And um, you know as a matter of fact, I I also managed uh, another uh, Shields partner it was um, it was at the hospital at the St. Luke's Hospital. Um, and I actually got him some work with the hospital, um, which was fantastic. So my brother was doing some cleaning for the hospital, kind of got his foot in the door there, um, which was great because it was convenient. It was like just like down the street. So really, you know, again, if you're into janitorial cleaning, you know that, you know, travel is like 90% of what you do. And if you can get as, you know, these places as close as possible, that's really you get your, your bang for your buck. So um, it worked out for him and he was doing it. But I guess, you know, I, to the point where I'm trying to get with this is, um, you know, when I decided to leave, um, you know, I, I, I went in and, um, um, you know, I, again, it, it, it was one of these things. It was a relationship that just kind of went real bad. And um, I realized when, um, you know, there's a whole reason why I actually brought up, you know, performance evaluations and, you know, the fact that I've never received a 405. Um, I can, it was my review time. Um, and so I had, I was supposed to get my review. It was, I think it was June. I was supposed to get my review in June. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> it was October. It was right around this time of the year that he decided that he was going to give me my review. Um, and he did, and he did. And when he gave me the review, it was hilarious because uh, the best part of it was is like he was like completely absent. It was never and like his his involvement was like always a phone call. Like he was never like he was never like a hands on. Uh, and continues not to be a hands-on guy. I don't even know if the guy could even swing a hammer if he tried with his, you know, with his manicured fingernails. But um, he, uh, um, <laughs> boy, I, I when I think about it, I, I, I get, I get like just like I kind of get, I get worked up. Um, but you know, I, I, I went in, I, I gave my notice, uh, and um, you know, I gave him two weeks, 
And of course, like like he was surprised. You know what I mean? Like, like you know. So I went to HR, went through the whole process, and you know the exit interview. And uh, I mean, just given the real history here, it's unfortunate. Like even like no one there will let me actually say it. I mean, I I'll say it, but no one there would actually say it. But like, nobody can stand the guy. But there's nothing they can do about it because he's family. So it's like they all kind of just got to deal with it. Um, but unfortunately, like you know, I I got to a point in my life where I said to myself, listen. Life is way too short to be wasting myself and my talents with someone who's not going to appreciate um, my commitment. Because again, like I, I mentioned to you guys earlier, I am all in. When I give you my word, I give you my word. I'm all in. Like anybody who knows me, you know me. If I told you, if I tell you, then I mean it. Like it, it, if I didn't do it, guys, it's because it was it was because I forgot. <laughs> I'll blame me blame me for forgetting something. Never, excuse me, never blame me for not doing something just because I didn't want to do it uh, and I sat down for my review and, and this guy was in, like he was literally he, they bought a house in Florida he was down like you know, some exclusive part of Florida and he was never around and then just finally decides to give me a review and you could tell he kind of just pencil whipped it and half it and he's like well uh, I'm going to give you the standard 3% <laughs> And listen, guys, and nothing, listen, this is nothing against anybody. You know what? I, I apologize. I didn't mean to say percent, like a rating of three. So a not a, not a, not a 3%, but like a rating of three on my performance evaluation. And nothing wrong to anybody out there who's getting a three on your performance evaluations because a three is meets expectations and that's fantastic and that's awesome. But I, guys, when I tell you that, I was literally, my hands were literally bleeding. Like I was on roofs of buildings. I was like... When I when I'm talking like floods on Christmas Eve, guys, Christmas Eve, I was in Brighton, Massachusetts, at the Brighton location, up to my ankles in 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 in, in sewer water because the the because the cleaner was there, the gen and they let they 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 flushed rags down the toilet and it blocked the macerator pump and the macerator pump locked up and 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 it, and it just the place was just literally underwater on Christmas Eve. And not only did we get it cleaned out, I got the whole place cleaned out, I got everything fixed, got everything you know repaired the right way, <laughs> and you're gonna give me a three, like and when I say guys, listen, when I and that's just like a little bit of of some of the sacrifices that were made, like there were things that I was doing, things that I without without my um, interve- intervention, like we're talking not operating not functioning you know people not getting their radiation treatments like we're talking like we're talking epic proportion decisions here that you know you talk about um pressure you know how about the pressure of knowing like if this person doesn't get the radiation treatment they need today that that their next the next available appointment isn't until two weeks from now and and they might not make it they they might not make it they they so that was the pressure that i was under you know, I had to make sure that, that that oncology center was always up and running. And when I say up and running, I mean in every aspect of the word. You know, if power went out, I had to find out why and I had to get power there. You know, we're talking like the idea that someone could not get their treatments when they needed them literally meant whether they lived or died. And <laughs> you're going to give me a rating of a three. You know, anybody who, I mean, I hope that there's um, somebody from Shields that listens to the show. I, I would be flat, I would be completely flattered and humbled by that, knowing that you guys are listening because I miss you all dearly. 
And I would ask, like, if you guys comment, comment on Instagram, comment on Twitter, let me know. I mean, I was all in on that. And and when I used to see the staff and um, the technologists, uh, the, even the doctors, I mean, just fantastic people. You know, I think about Lorraine and uh, Sandra, like all these people that I worked with are just wonderful people that I would love to see daily. And I miss them wholeheartedly. And I, and I think about them all the time. But at the end of the day, I love nothing more than seeing my family. I love coming home every day. I love seeing my wife. I love seeing my daughter. I love seeing my son. And I love seeing my granddaughter's face. And I can't imagine, you know, ever going back to that again. Being in a situation where all I did was work, all I did was work, all I did was work. I won't do it anymore. I won't. And that's why I'm here talking to you guys. That's why I'm here. That's why that's why this podcast exists. This podcast this podcast exists for that specific specific and sole reason. Is because I want to tell you never get there. Never go there. I want to be the troll at the bridge and, and that looks at you in the eye and says, Don't go there. There's nothing good down this road. You know, the companies can be successful. They can every single company can be successful. The problem is, is it's 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 the greed. It's it's how much are you taking? How much are you taking for you, and how much are you giving for me? I get it. You got you assume all the responsibility. You have the overhead. You have the liability. I get that. There's a cost for that. I understand. But between you and the federal government, <laughs> what, what's it? What's that leave for me? What's that leave for my family? That's that's the question here, guys. Like that's what you need to ask yourself. Are you getting your fair share? And if you are, man, that's awesome. That's so great. That's so fantastic. And I'm so happy for you. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I am so happy for you. But ultimately, like when you look at it, when you ask your friends, when you ask your family, ask them. Do they feel like they're getting what they're worth? And the answer is always going to be no. Inherently, people think that they're always worth more than they are. Everybody's smarter than the next guy. You know, I, I work better than my, I do more than him. Yeah, right. We know that. But but ultimately, you know. You know. You give it all you got. You give it all you got. You give it all you got every day. You put a smile on your face. You walk through that door. You pick up that wrench. Pick up that scalpel. Whatever it may be. Whatever it is you do. You pick up that phone. You know, if you if you give it a three, then you get to three. But if you're giving it a five and you get a three, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's devastating. And it, it I tell you guys, uh, you know, a few time few times I've been my heart has been broken, uh, and that was one of them. Like that moment when when you realize, like, hey man, you know, it was I you know what I'll admit this right now because you know what, I'm not embarrassed of it. There were moments there were moments where I'd be driving. And I would be gripping that steering wheel as, 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 as with all my might, with all my might, you know, with a panic, with a panic, fire alarms going off, oh my God, water, flood, uh, panic, 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 to the point where I'd be di- driving on the highway. Look, I am a grown man, guys, grown man, driving, gripping that steering wheel so hard with the tears rolling down my face. With the tears rolling down my face. Like it was like just... I'm talking guys anxiety of epic proportions 
just the, the, the you know, the, the idea, you know what? Winchester Oncology Center, right? The compressor shits the bed. Now nothing works. The whole Linac machine, the whole system is pneumatic. It all runs on air. Like, how do you fix that, right? Is you, you, you get put your pants on and get in your get in your truck and drive or drive to Winchester. There you go, off you go. There you go, off you go. Go 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 see go go stop at Home Depot. Go pick up a compressor. Stop piping it in. Figure out how you're gonna make it work, because 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 there are gonna be patients coming here tomorrow who need treatment. And I tell you, I I will never go back to that pressure and that anxiety ever again. And if that's the world that you live in, guys, I'm telling you, you you, you got to get out. You got to get out. There's enough out there going on right now where you can find something. You know, d- 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 is it all about the money? No, absolutely not. It's not all about the money. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It, it, but but what you for what you don't make up in money, are you happy? Because that's the situation that I'm in right now. You know, I'm not making a whole lot of crazy money, but I can make enough to pay my bills. I'm able to I'm able to take care of my family. I'm able to spend a little bit. But for what I for what I don't make up, I I I I'm happy. Like I enjoy working with my boss, my manager. I enjoy working with the other managers that I work with. You know, I I enjoy the space that I'm in. I I have creative freedom. And I enjoy it. I know I don't have this, this I don't have this, this this constant pressure from someone who doesn't understand. You know, a couple episodes ago I, I made a I made a comment, you know, and I and I made the comment along the lines that, you know, really is it different when when your when your manager or your your supervisor has done your job? Because mine mine although he hasn't done my job, he has been at the ground floor at the company that I work with. And has been there the whole time. You know, this is an employee that's been there and has seen every aspect of this company. So I have to respect his knowledge and his know. He knows. Now, if I'm working for somebody who's never done my job or never done or understand what, like, again, I, I not to say that, you know, that they can't do it. And, and there are plenty of jobs out there that you don't have to. But for the most part, like, I mean, I think if you're in a type of trade where it requires some type of tradesman, so tradesmanship, like when, you, when someone knows, you know, even, you know, even anything, medical, whatever it may be, I guess when the person knows, then it makes it easier um, for you to come to an understanding. So here's a perfect example. Like when I worked at Shields, like he never, um, I don't know, I haven't said his name and he, he's, he never did. He never did what I did. And this is, you know, one of these, one of these MBAs. You know what I mean? MBA. Everything looks good on paper. You know what I mean? You know, give me a schedule. Give me a schedule. I can fill a schedule for you. Yeah. Yeah. Conference call. Conference call. Conference call. Right. Let's have a conference call. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conference call. Okay. But that the actual physical, you know, again, and I and I, I hate to keep repeating myself, but I I, I mentioned it like, you know, you you only realize the things that you have to experience. You know, when we talk about it on the phone, although I'm, I'm, I'm telling you about it, you, you didn't experience it. So it wasn't real to you, but it was, it's real to me. And if you've never experienced that, then you have no idea where I'm coming from. So that's why you would go ahead and you would give me a three rating on a review. Ultimately, 
sealing the fate. Because again, guys, I, I say this, I've said it in the past and I say it again. Once they take it from you, they will continue to take it from you. And and and, and they is the, the, the person or the people that you um, are employ, uh, your employer, the people that employ you. You, you have a choice again and I, and I repeat it you can either you can either decide to, to to suck it up take it or you could decide to leave and do something else you know when I was forced with that decision I I did what I thought was right and I guys I <laughs> it's one of those things that you don't realize until you do it and I just did it you know you sacrifice everything but it's worth it it's worth it because even if I had failed, at least I knew I didn't I didn't just lay down and die. And I knew that I had gotten to a point where I wasn't going to commit or could no longer commit to the cause. It was you hurt me too much. You know, your lack your lack of caring. The fact that you didn't give a fuck about me or my family or what time of day. The fact that you left and you went to Florida, left me behind alone. No support. <laughs> That's why I left. But you know the kicker of all this, guys, is you know, and 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 I'll and I'll get to the, I'll get to the kicker of the story, and then you know we're already an hour and twenty five minutes in. But the kicker of the story is they he he fired my brother. He terminated the contract, the cleaning contract. So my brother had been cleaning that location for over 20 years. He wasn't charging any more money than, 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 than the other cleaner was. But once I was out the door, the first his first act was to go ahead and terminate the contract that my brother had for cleaning the Dartmouth location. Now, now I, you know, earlier I mentioned to you guys that you know that my brother my brother and I, our relationship has never been um you know, 100%. And then all of a sudden, you know, again, something like this. So let me just break it down to you. You know, my brother has a contract at the cleaning company. Uh, my, my brother has the contract as the cleaning company for Shields for over 20 years. I come in on the last act, left last five years of the contract. And when I leave or I quit, you know, all of a sudden he loses his contract. Uh, how would you feel about that, guys? Because I felt like a total douchebag, and I know, and I know he would never admit it, because um, he's he's too good for that, he's too classy for that, but he knows it. Like ultimately, his his contract was terminated because of because I quit because I gave my two weeks notice at Shields. He went ahead, he went ahead and fired my brother and terminated that contract, um, which was devastating to me because you know it was devastating to. Uh, my 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 brother and his wife. Um, they you know again these people they they're part of this location for over twenty years. They they, they the people that they know there are like family. <laughs> uh, but you know again I I only I only tell this story because it, it didn't matter, guys. I gave I gave I gave it all I had to the point where um, my my physical health was was uh, was was at stake. And ultimately, none of it, you know, at least when you leave, you think to yourself, well, you know what, I, I gave it all I got, and at least, I, you know, I can go and lay my head knowing that I gave it all I got. And here was a situation where it didn't matter. And, you know, I doubt that he listens to the show, or I don't even know if anybody from there, from that, 
from Shields listens to the show. But if you if you if you didn't know, now you know. And that was the reason why I left. You know, I I was I was very I was very friendly with Tom, who's the CEO of the company, whose father was the owner proprietor. He it was his company it was the Shields name. You know, Tom Shields. And it's funny because I look <laughs> in 2017, they I was awarded the um, the Champions of Change Award. Imagine that. In 2017, guys, they awarded me the Champions of Change Award. It's one of the most prestigious awards that they hand out. Your experience and talent bring value to our team. Thanks for your contributions and your commitment. We're that much stronger. <laughs> it's on my desk, guys. You know, and if you came into the studio and you sat down and you'd see it on the desk, you'd be like, oh, wow, look at that. That's, it's, it's crystal. It's big. It's like an octagon. It's crystal. Um, and you would look at it and you'd be like, oh, wow, he's kind of showing that off. He likes, guys, I have that sitting on my desk as a reminder. Uh, there are, there are a couple of reminders in my life that I, that I look at daily. And this is, and this is one of those. And and this is and and this is and I'm gonna and I'm gonna end you know and I'm probably gonna go out on on this, um, <laughs> but what you know when I look at this award when I look at that award uh, and it was at the managers meeting and it was in Boston it was what an amazing experience that was they put us in a hotel like we got to spend the night and I was presented this 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 award. Um, I got to go up, you know, like my name, I went up there, everybody, you know, it was one of those things that it felt like everybody in the room was proud of me and happy for me. Nobody was, um, or envious. It was more of like, you could really tell that people genuinely were happy and felt like I deserved the award for all my hard work and all my commitment. Um, it was that obvious, like no matter where you were, like I was all over the place. So, um, yeah, I kind of got to know everybody and, I look at this award today and it sits on my desk uh, and I don't have much on my desk. If I just posted a picture of the desk, you know, with the iMac and the monitor. And if you guys notice real close, you'll see that the award is absolutely right to the left of the iMac and behind the mixer. Um, and that's a constant reminder to me, guys, that no matter, even though I gave it all I got and I applied all of my knowledge, uh, all of my skills, um, you know, and I was given this prestigious award. At the end of the day, it didn't matter. You know, the 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 guy, the guy, the guy that was in charge, like my boss. That was it. It was over. We, him, and I couldn't. It didn't matter. Like, it, like it, no, I know nobody could intervene. You know, I I went I I went I went to every avenue. I tried every avenue, and I exhausted every means to try to um, <laughs> make my life just a little better. And nobody could do anything, you know. It's uh, you know you got that element, you know. It's family, and that's what I was told. Hey, it's family. There's nothing we can do. It's family. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I realized quickly. So it's 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 okay that for your family, but it's not okay for my family. Oh, I see. I see. I get it. I get it. So from the from the Ivy Tower, you know what I mean. The, you you can't see that from there. So. You know, I, I again, I, I don't want to end out in a, in a in a bad note, guys. But I mean, it you know, it's it's one of these things. It's one of these times that I love to share, uh, and the irony that I get to look at it and um, and see the big word success essential to our success. Um, I am glad that they are very successful. I am glad that they can afford to 
advertised during the Super Bowl and during the Stanley Cup and they provide a great service and but the reason they can provide a great service is they got some pretty amazing people that are working for them um, they've got some amazing hard working dedicated committed compassionate beautiful people uh, that really really care uh, about the people that walk through the door and even though you know, it's a constant struggle with management um, and you know policies and procedures over there they have an amazing staff of people that are truly compassionate and that I have seen firsthand compassion on, on monumental levels um, I mean I, I've I've seen I've seen staff members jump literally go dumpster diving literally jumping in a dumpster because a patient lost their teeth and and this and this person went into a dumpster to go retrieve the teeth I mean if that's not compassion like I mean seriously right like if that doesn't move you guys I mean imagine that's your grandmother your grandfather right their teeth you know you know if you've ever gone for an MRI or if you're going for any just a CT scan or a PET scan or any of that like you guys know you can't you can't bring anything in metal or anything so so it's very easy for that to happen and usually they give you a little container to put your teeth in but in this case somehow they ended up in the waste paper basket and they ended up in the dumpster and I never forget getting I never forget when I got that phone call and the, and the phone call to me wasn't it, she she just wanted to tell me look I'm going in the dumpster and it was she wasn't asking she was telling me that she was going to do it and she did and she went in and um, I just told her to be real careful. Maybe she might want to put some gloves on. You know, again, no, no danger of biological in there. You know, the, obviously this is just a trash dumpster, and we had, they used to have a biological uh, medical waste. They, you know, that was all taken care of. But just the idea that you're going in the dumpster diving, and she did. She got him back. I mean, hats off to her. I mean, I, I again, you know, it, it, it's 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 acts like that that you know you you have faith in mankind. <laughs> you know, you really do. Because if somebody told me that story, I, I, I mean, really, seriously, and it moves me, and I hope it moves you. Um, so on that note, guys, I, you know, I, I, there were a couple of other things I wanted to get into today, but I kind of, you know, I wanted to make up. I know, I know, uh, you know, the gap between episode nine and episode ten. Um, and today, I just really wanted to do this. This is something I really wanted to talk about, and I really wanted to just, you know, express how I felt about it. You know, the the whole leasing and owning idea, and and what it means to you, what it means to me, how I feel about it. Um, and again, you can apply it in your life and in, in, in your daily uh, tasks and the way that you move forward. But uh, ultimately, I just again, it just just make you think real quick, man. Just just take a double take, stop and look and see where you are in your life, and and really realize, you know, again, you know, I keep hearing people say. Oh, well, just a little longer. I just gotta do just, just I gotta do this just a little longer. I I, just, I gotta do this. Just, listen, guys, what's a little longer? You know, I got a friend, thirty-five years old. He's not with us anymore. There is no little longer. It, it's not. There. It's forget it. It doesn't exist, guys. You can buy anything. You can buy anything. You can't buy time. Time is you cannot obtain. It is as it passes. It passes. There's nothing you can do about it. You need to grasp that. That that's first. That's that's foremost. And then once you realize that, then everything else seems to make sense. And again, I I, I, I repeat, that's the space that I live in today. That's why I'm here talking to you guys. That's why I'm here on this podcast because I want you to know that it's there is a better way. You don't have to get up every day and just and, and just tie those boots. And there's, there's, there are other ways. There's opportunities. You just you have to commit, guys. You have to commit. 
You know, I, it's funny. I you know I drive into these little strip malls, and you got now you guys will notice it. You drive into a little strip mall, and you'll see this little store, right? A little store in the corner, and you look and you're like, what is that? Like, what's in there? And it's trinkets and it's, it's who knows, right? Like, and I say to myself, how does that? How do they exist? How does that store exist? I I mean I I'm sitting here waiting for you know my wife to to walk in and out of the store like even if it's like a CVS strip mall right like I have seen no one walk in and out of that, that store how do they survive how do they make money there's a way because they're making money somehow there's a way if you have a passion there's a way I mean if, if you are passionate about something you love something there are other people that love it and are passionate as well and it's so easy to do something when you know what it is you're doing. You know, the, the only things that are complicated in life that we do are the things that we don't know. You know, back when I was a trainer, that was the first thing I used to tell all my new hires. The worst part about this job, guys, is is you're not gonna know, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna realize, I should say, you're not gonna realize when you learn something. You're only gonna think about the things that you don't know. Oh my god, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I still don't know how to do this. And and then you learn, right? And you and you and you forget about it. And but but you still you keep, keep with this anxiety of what you don't know, what you don't know. But yet you don't give yourself the credit to say, oh man, you know what? I learned this. I learned this. I can do this now. I can do that now. And everything you learn, guys, it's 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 again, it's the investment into you. It's it's not the least. It's the own. It's the saying like, the more I know, the more value I bring to the table. And and that's what and that's and that's where the value comes from. You know, give yourself the credit. Every day you get up, every day you do something, every day you accomplish something, you are learning. You are you are you're absorbing. And take that knowledge with you guys. And that's where I'm at today. I've I everything I've learned, everything I've done, you know, whether it be Comcast, whether it be Shields, whether it be Gold Medal Bakery, whatever it was, whatever I did in the past. I apply that today to what I do today. Do I have an MBA? I do not have an MBA. <laughs> do I need an MBA? Do you need an MBA? Does your kid need an MBA? I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that question. But I can, I can, I can tell you that for me, I, I don't. I I mean, the pressure of 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 doing that for what reason? You bet. If, if you, you if if you're gonna go to college, right? For what? To go spend money and, and get high and get drunk? Then then you might as well go and learn something. Go learn a trade. You know they they say like if you look at the studies right now, they say like in, in ten years we're gonna have some serious problems because you know what? There is no one out there doing the construction jobs. Nobody wants to swing a shovel anymore. Nobody wants to swing a hammer. Somehow we've 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 put ourselves in a, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a grade higher than 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 able. You know, you try to get a machine to do everything. You still need a guy with a shovel. You still need a guy with a pick. You still need a guy with a welding torch. You still need. You know what I mean? Like those tradesmen. You still need them. You need a plumber. You need a carpenter. Where are you guys? Where are you? Like, why is that all going away? You know, you can live in a digital world, but you still, you got to build a house to, 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 live, to have the digital world to live in. You need infrastructure. You know, what we, we, we tell our kids, gee, what are you going to learn? What are you going to do with your life? You know, like even even with my kid, like what, what, what are you going to do with your life? You know, and everything's like pointing towards digital. Well, yeah, that's, everybody can't be digital, man. Everybody can't be doing the digital. Somehow somebody has to make the electricity that's getting to the equipment that makes the world digital. Like those are the people that we need. 
So it, you shouldn't be embarrassed about not having an MBA and having a trade. You should be proud of that. It's that's what built this country. You know the the the, the blood the blood and sweat and, and, and hard work of swinging a hammer. You know, taking pride in doing things yourself. And if you couldn't do it, barter and have someone that knew who to do it. You, you, you kind of swap those ideas. And that's what I say. Let's get back to that, man. Let's get back to the day where, where you could put your hands around a hammer. You know, where you could tell a kid to go out and do it. You know what? I challenge you guys. Go tell your kid to do an oil change. They don't know. They don't know. They go to Jiffy Lube. They go to Midas. Like, nobody's, nobody's doing their own oil changes anymore. I think inherently you should just know. Like, if you drive a vehicle, then you should know. You should, you should, be, able to, you should be able to at least, like, know where the oil dipstick is. Right? I mean, I, that's, that's a, to me, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> but it, we don't. We don't. And, and, and where does that put it? The toilet's clogged. You know what I mean? Uh, do you know how to use a toilet plunger? Like, rescue me? Rescue me? Is that where... I mean... <laughs> I mean are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Like, who, who's going to come plunge the toilet? Seriously. I know I make, I'm making light of it, and it's funny, but I mean, in reality, we don't have the tradesmen. You know, I, I think of Mike Rowe, and Mike Rowe is like a... He is like a tradesman advocate. You know, the guy's all about jobs, and he's always talking about jobs. You know, if you guys remember Mike Rowe, if you guys remember the Discovery Channel show, Dirty Jobs, it was a fantastic show. That's Mike Rowe. And the guy's always promoting, like, tradesmen. People out there working with their hands and doing things with their hands. And don't get me wrong, man. I, you know what? If, if you can make money and you can sustain uh, in a digital world, then go for it. Like that's. But I think a lot of the people that are doing that stuff, like, just love it and do it all the time anyway. You know? I, does it mean going to BC or BU? Does that make mean that you're automatically going to be put to the... You know? No, it, it shouldn't, and it doesn't. Because I happen to know people that are very successful and continue to be very, very successful and are in positions that are competing with people that do have MBAs. But you can't what what's you can't put a price tag on experience. I'll challenge any of you to, to challenge experience. You can't. You can't, especially when it's human element. You can't. The experience is paramount. It, it, it's 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 yeah, priceless. It is priceless. I'll use the word, it's priceless. So, I mean, I, I tell you guys, tell your kids, your sons, your daughters, your brother-in-laws, your son-in-laws, your cousins, like just swing a hammer, get a trade. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's get back to what we know. Let's just do what we knew. Let's, 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 let's do what we know how to do. It's Again, it's what built this country. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to, to, to work with some wonderful people. And that's what they do. They work with their hands. And I know most of the people that I know work with their hands. But if you're going to work, whether it be your hands, whether it be your brain, whether it be your feet, your hand, whatever it is, whatever it is you're using, whatever you do, to you, you, as long as you're doing what you love. And, and with the, at the risk of sounding cliche, that, that's really what it comes down to. Are you doing what you love? And, and, and if you're not doing what you love, are you doing something that allows you to do what you love? Like it has to be one or the other. If 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 it's missing on either end, then you really got to make a change. Life's too short, guys. Life's way too short. But you know, I feel like I ranted this time, guys. <laughs> I feel like episode ten was a little rant. You know, I, I had a, I had a couple of different ideas and uh, a couple of other topics I wanted to talk about. I mean, we're an hour and forty four minutes in, and I I really have to 
um, just kind of kind of at least come to an end here. And um, I but I just before I go, I just I wanted to just shout out to everybody over at Drama City Productions. Um, again, the support over there is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Pool Boys Podcast, <laughs> Jesse. You know these are just these are just fantastic, fantastic people uh, that I have been fortunate enough to, um, you know, become acquainted with in this podcast realm. Uh, and I just wanted to just kind of say thank you. I know I I, and I I always Delvin Cox, thank you, everybody. Like I just want to thank everybody for for um for the support. I, I again I there's a small fish in a gigantic pond, and then and all the help I get from them. Uh, I just want a quick shout out to all the fans uh, out there. I really appreciate the support. I mean, we just we're exploding. It's huge. You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I' a little nervous. I know I said it earlier. I'm just nervous. You know, I, it's a lot of people. Uh, it's I got to get past. You know, when I when I first sat down behind the microphone, um, nobody was listening, so there was really no pressure. You know, it's kind of just kind of going getting behind the mic and just letting it all out and um today i was a little today a little apprehensive kind of coming in you know the 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 the, the show's kind of got traction there's a lot of listens i know a lot of people are listening so um i i just you know again i'm a little nervy and uh uh i hope i hope that the show is um as good as i i feel like it went uh i feel real happy with the content we, we talked about today i feel like um i got a little bit off my chest um, just one, you know, again, another idea that I just I wanna, I, I, if I can make the world a better place, one person at a time, you know, if there's just out of everybody who listens to the show, if there's just that one person out there that takes takes this advice and changes their life, then, um, <laughs> then that's that's legacy for me, you know. That's, and if 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 you know if you learned anything about me uh, up until episode ten, that's that's what it's all about for me. It's legacy, and I hope that um, I hope I'm reaching you. Um, I hope I'm reaching you well. I'm reaching you healthy. Um, and uh, I look forward to getting back behind the microphone again. Um, I I am in the process of working on a couple of guests. I know that I've promised you guys um, some guests a couple of times. But, you know, you don't realize how, how difficult it is to kind of book these things. And, um, you know, people are real busy right now. People are really busy. It's tough to get them in, a, in one place and have them sit down uh, to talk for about an hour. But... Um, I'm working on that right now. Um, I know we got some traction in some other directions. You know, I, I know with, you know, guys over at, um, guys over at Comcast, uh, you, I know you guys are listening over there and a big shout out to all of you. Um, I hope, I hope that, uh, I, I hope that I am, uh, helping, uh, um, or inspiring some of you, uh, or all of you, uh, whichever, whichever side you're on. I, I just, Again, I'm only telling you guys the truth. I don't. I'm. I'm not trying to shade an opinion in any way. Um, but I just. I. If, again, I repeat. If you ask me, I will tell you. Um, I. I have my. Obviously, I have an opinion. Um, uh, but I, my. My opinion doesn't. Isn't. Isn't always. My. My driving factor. Uh, I. I will answer honestly. Um, whatever it may be. Um, so I encourage you guys to, you know, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram, uh, or on Facebook, <laughs> and of course the email, the Bobby Kudo Show at gmail dot com. Um, I always invite everybody to kind of please contribute, get involved. Uh, I'd love to add some of the content that you guys want to bring to the table, uh, and share that with you, and share that with everyone, um, I, guys. I when I look at the stats and where people are listening, I mean literally all over the world, uh, the voice is traveling. The Bobby Kudo Show is traveling. People are listening. People are getting the message. 
and I am just so happy and proud uh, of of what uh, we've created, what I've what I've got going here. Um, so with that said, guys, I I just you know I, I want to say thank you to all of you. Um, I I know I say it often and I say it a lot, but I really truly mean it. I am humbled by this experience. I don't want to stop. I want to continue to do this. Uh, I you know I I only, I only struggle now. I only struggle with the time. Um, to do the show, to sit down in front of the, you know behind the mic, and to give you the content that I feel you deserve. I refuse to sit here and just kind of just throw stuff at you. It's got to be, um, it's got to be fruitful. Um, I had a busy week, busy weekend. I had a wedding. Um, um, we went to on Friday. That was a really great time. Um, of course, with family, we had so much fun. Um, and then um, you know, again, I had some friends. And then you guys, I mentioned in the last uh, episode, uh, Rachel and I, we're having an anniversary, which is tomorrow. Uh, so it's been a lot going on, a lot of real busy stuff. So I just, again, I, I, I apologize for the delay in between the shows. And I always say that I like to get something out before like Friday, uh, at least if I drop like Thursday into Friday, Saturday, uh, which is like where I'd like to be. I know like a lot of people like listen on the Sunday and the Monday. Uh, and I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to commit to, to, to getting on that schedule and, and delivering uh, a show then. So... Um, with that said, guys, I just, I, again, we're an hour and 49 minutes in. Uh, it's a whole lot of show. I hope it holds you over for the week uh, until we get to um, the next episode, episode 11. And who knows? You know, we, I mean, we could have a guest. We could have somebody in here. Like, I, I right? Why not? Why not? You know? It's a cool episode. I like this episode. 1987, Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> Thinking about those times at the, the nudie bar. Ah, hats off to you guys all you college girls be working for your MBAs I am proud of you you keep it up you know keep it up <laughs> oh guys listen you know with that I am gonna roll I, I just again I thank everybody for listening uh, it's a, this is a long show a lot to talk about um, but I hope you enjoy it please comment let me know what you think uh, again I, I and even on the sound guys tell me what you think of the audio again I I I'm hoping that this is the best, you know, crystal clear quality. I want to deliver a perfect product. And I know when I'm listening in my car, I want it to sound nice. So I hope this sounds great to you guys. Let me know what you think. Um, but until then, um, you know, episode 11 is right around the corner, guys. And I really, really look forward to getting behind the microphone and delivering some more information. I Again, I, I had some other content that I wanted to get to today. But again, I kind of... You know, went on that rant. I, th- I think it was important today to just kind of get that message out. It was something that was really burning inside of me. I'm very passionate about and just wanted to get out there. And you know, it's the first time it's the first time I talked about Shields. That's funny. Someone mentioned that the other day to me. They're like, oh, you haven't talked about Shields yet, huh? <laughs> and the answer is no. But I, guys, I got some Shields stories for you. All right, though. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Oh, boy. Oh, and with that said, guys, listen. I look forward to seeing you at the next one. I thank you so much for putting through and listening, uh, lending me your ear for for almost two hours. Uh, And thank you again. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Uh, So until the next time, guys, always remember, all roads lead here.